Welcome to episode four of the Summer Break series. I can't believe we're at the last one. I'm so excited to share this with you. And I have so many amazing things coming for you next week on season four. So before we start, I just want to say that I wanted to offer y'all something during the time that I took a break. I have gotten so much accomplished, spent so much good time with God, and just gotten refreshed. So I can't wait to continue with you and get back to our regular every week cup. I love filling your cup. I love sharing the stories that I get to share. And I love how encouraged I get from all of my guests. Today, our speaker is Heather. Her name is Heather Jeffrey. And she was actually already on the podcast in season two episode 15. It was a really great conversation. I think you'd love to go back and listen to her life. Heather is a Christian writer, speaker, and also a physical therapist. Heather's goal is to share hope and encouragement with others who are walking through difficulty and defeat by redirecting focus from their circumstances onto God's promises. Heather's learned how to thrive after narcissistic abuse and desires to help other women in their recovery journey as a narcissistic abuse recovery coach to empower women with biblical truth. She's very passionate about empowering women with truth and inspiring others to share their story. Heather lives in Maryland with her two daughters and loves spending time outdoors by the water. And is a girl after my own heart. It's where I love to be. You can receive truth-filled encouragement by subscribing to her blog, uh, which I'll put that in the show notes at straighteneercrown.net and follow her truth-filled encouragement on Instagram and Facebook. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And today we're pairing what Heather has to share with us in her teaching with an amazing Christian artist who is now going to be on the podcast in season four. She's going to be out in August. And I have just loved getting to know Laurel Taylor. I had no idea what her story was. It is amazing. God is so good and able to do anything, even what seems impossible. So you'll definitely have to look out for her episode coming up in a few weeks. Laurel Taylor is a singer, songwriter, and producer whose roots and influences of rock, country, and gospel blend together to give her a unique and edgy sound. She's toured around the world from small town music festivals to the bars of Nashville to European tours. She's worked with and performed with a variety of artists, including Lauren Daigle, Jason Crabb, Micah Tyler, Cutlass, Sanctus Rio, Rhett Walker, Diamond Rio, and CCR. She has a heart full of joy and a desire to share the love of Jesus with everyone through her music. And her new single, Sound of Freedom, is going to be debuted here on this episode. And it is available for you to listen to now. Laurel is just a, such an amazing person, so down to earth. We were able to become friends so quickly, and I'm really looking forward to continuing to follow what God's doing in her life. Both Heather and Laurel have become friends. Heather and I talk all the time, and it's just so wonderful how stepping out and following the calling that God gives you can help you meet with other people who are doing the same and to encourage one another and to just have a fellowship, even if you 
aren't meeting in person. And I think that's an amazing thing about how to use the internet and why I try to put good content out there. There's so many things that are detrimental and difficult out there. And I am excited to turn this over. I do just want to remind you that after this week, we're going right back to our regular programming of amazing stories being shared that share the goodness of God, that share God's story. And I am excited about all that's to come. I already know what's coming. So uh, tune in next week for a regular episode. And here I'm going to turn it over to Heather. Most of us have felt the pain of losing a loved one. It's something as humans, we all have to feel eventually. At some point in our lives, we will lose someone close to us. That is unfortunately part of life in a fallen world. What do we do when that pain is being felt by a friend? How do we show up for that friend? I know many of us wrestle with this. We know that the truth is we just show up. Support is needed, but it can be awkward. It can feel very difficult. You know, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? How do I show support without upsetting my friend? What if I cry? God, help me be strong so that I don't cry. And then my friend ends up consoling me instead. And these are all valid thoughts. And the truth of the matter is, I think a human response is really what we all need to feel human and to know that whatever we feel, it's okay to feel. So many times people who are going through the loss of a loved one feel they have to show up strong for everyone. And if they don't have to be strong for a moment, I think that's a relief. So I recently went to a friend's, uh, the funeral of a son of a friend. And there's nothing harder, nothing that I can imagine more difficult than the loss of a child. I cannot even imagine what that is like. So as I approached this funeral, I thought, dear God, give me the right words, the strength, whatever it is that my friend needs from me. Let her receive it today. And I have to be honest with you. I was grieving for my friend, grieving over the loss of a child from a mother's perspective, and also quite nervous about whether or not I would say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. I've never experienced the loss of a child. So I'm very sensitive to the fact that there are some things I just may not know not to say. And I carried that into me as I prepared and I asked God, God, what would Jesus do in this scenario? And I was led to John 11. And we all know this story. This is a familiar story where Lazarus has died and Jesus shows up on the scene several days later to raise him from the grave. But if we start in the beginning and look through, we see the humanity and the divinity of Jesus really balanced in this story. You know, sometimes understanding that Jesus was fully God, fully man, we know it, but sometimes understanding that is very difficult. How can someone 
who knows everything that God knows and can see everything that God sees and has all the power that God has be fully man and still experience the emotions and the temptation that we experience as a human. I don't know that we'll ever have a full explanation for that, but I think the story in John 11 does give quite a bit of insight. As we go through, we see Jesus was not there when Lazarus passed. And at some point, Jesus, because he is fully God, he knows that Lazarus is dead, even though he is several towns away. He knows that Lazarus is dead. And he also knows what's going to happen. He also knows he is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He tells his disciples that something is going to happen to show his glory. And that it has to happen the way that it will in order for his glory to be revealed. As the time comes for Jesus to go visit Mary and Martha, the disciples raise this question saying, are you sure you want to go back to that town? Just a few days ago, they were trying to kill you there. And we see Jesus wrestle. He handles it quite well, but the human side of him most likely has to wrestle with the thought that it is not really safe for me to go there. They are trying to kill me. The godly side knew exactly how that story was eventually going to play out. Yet Jesus decides to go anyway. He assures his disciples they'll be safe during the day. As God, he knows this. But as human, I wonder just how safe he really felt. Now he knows God in a way that we don't. So there is definitely a sense of security that you and I don't have. And this comes up later when he asked Martha if she believes. And that is key to hold on to. But back to the story. As Jesus goes to Mary and Martha, Martha sees him approaching and runs out. And the first words out of her mouth were, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I can't imagine hearing those words from someone who's grieving and Number one, knowing that, yeah, I could have saved your brother. You know, if a friend had come to me and said, if you had been here, you know, my loved one would not have died. Oh, those words would grieve my heart. And I know that Jesus felt that. I know he felt that deep down. Again, he was fully human. He had to have felt that. And even as God, can you imagine God working all things for good He knows the end of every single thing, and yet how it must hurt his heart to see us hurting and to see us sometimes, quite frankly, blame him for the pain in our lives. And that is a human emotion. We have all been there. God can handle that emotion. When we are upset with God, he can handle that and he can work through that with us. Martha was upset. She was upset that Jesus had not been there and felt that her brother could have been saved. And Jesus handled it. The divinity came through. He was calm. He knew what was about to happen. And a few moments later, Mary comes out of the house and says the same thing to him. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. As Mary began to weep, 
Jesus looked upon the scene. He sees the grief. He sees the grief of his close friends, Mary and Martha, and he begins to weep. The shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Let that sink in for a minute. Jesus knew that he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knew that Lazarus was not going to remain dead. He knew that their grief was only temporary. Yet the humanity in him wept. The humanity in Jesus and the divinity of God felt the pain of his friends. I can only take so many messages from that. It just, it's a bit overwhelming to know that God looked upon his friends himself in human form. And in human form, he experienced the pain that we feel. He experienced sorrow. He grieved with them. He grieved for them. And he felt the pain of death from a human perspective. He has been there. He has walked it. He has actually experienced it. Let's not forget that. But in the case of Lazarus, Jesus knew that he was going to raise him up again. Yet he still felt that pain and he still joined his friends in weeping for Lazarus. And I think what we can take away from that, not only is that Jesus understands our pain and he truly has experienced it, we can also take away from that, even though he knew that this glorious reunion was about to happen, he still grieved with his friends. And I think as humans, we can look at that and know, yes, we believe in an eternity. We believe we will be reunited with our loved ones at one point in time. When, when the kingdom comes and we are reunited with our loved ones, we know we are going to have that moment, just as Mary and Martha did, where we are reunited with our loved ones and death is no more. We know that. And sometimes we use that to guilt ourselves out of feeling, out of weeping. You know, we shouldn't continue mourning or sometimes we hold this to other people. Well, it's been a year. Why are you still mourning? You know that they're in a better place. But I think this passage where Jesus weeps, even though he knows in a mere moments later that he is going to change this whole scenario. He takes the time to weep and grieve and process with his friends. And I think we can take some sensitivity from that, that yes, even though we know when we lose a loved one, that they are, if they're believers in a better place and that we will be reunited with them again, it's still okay to take time to grieve. And it's still okay to grieve the loss from a human perspective. Jesus himself did it. And we do not need to feel guilt or burden because of that. And we go on to see that, yes, Jesus did raise Lazarus from the dead. And when I really take a step back and look at this story, it's about so much more than that. You know, we zoom out 
from this and what we see is a God that entered into pain with us as one of us and fully felt that, fully held that pain for a period of time and then changed the story. Now, the time frame for most of us is not three days. The time frame may be a lifetime. The time frame, if we look at it from a bigger perspective, may be generations. The time frame is definitely different. But the story of God remains the same. He enters into us in our pain. He can understand what we feel as humans. He can join in with us and hold us in that grief as God grieves with us. When his children are hurting, God hurts too. He may know how the story ends, but if you've been a parent, you know when your child is upset about something, you know, you know that that breakup at 16 is not the end of the world and that they will go on and live a full life. You know that they will bounce back from this. But it's okay to enter in that moment and grieve with them, knowing that the pain they feel in that moment is very real. And I think that's where God comes in with us. I know it is. He comes in and he grieves with us, knowing that we will get through this, but also acknowledging that our pain is very real. And the humanity of Jesus has felt that in every way, shape, and form. And I love that about God, a God that relates to his people. And I just don't think we can really grasp that enough. So as we move forward from this story, we see God, Jesus restored Lazarus back to life. He reunited Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And the outcome was that no one who witnessed this was the same. Now, it did prompt some to conspire against him, which was part of God's plan. And he knew that this would happen, yet he did it anyway. But that's a different story altogether that we could go into for hours and hours. But the bottom line is God knows what it's like to grieve with us, for us, and on our behalf. And when we don't know what to do in certain situations, that's okay. It is okay to weep with our friends, to weep for our friends. We don't always have to be strong. Sometimes being strong, the strongest thing we can do is let our humanity shine through our vulnerability, be vulnerable with one another. And I think that's a lesson that Jesus shows us here is it is okay to be human, even if for a few moments. If God himself can be human for a few moments to feel grief in the trenches with his friends, then so can we. And we should not feel guilty about that. It's also very mind blowing to me to see that God still grieved even though he knew what was going to happen. He knew all was going to be restored. Not only with Lazarus, but with all the wrong in the world, all the death, all God will restore it all. And we know this and we can believe this, but we still 
our humanity will tug on us and cause us to grieve things in this life. And I think Jesus is an example of how we can hold each of those without feeling guilty. We shouldn't feel guilty of grieving for losses in this life simply because we know that one day it'll be restored. But we still live in this pain in this life. And our humanity can't just ignore that. I am very grateful that we have the hope that we will be reunited and we have the hope of eternity. And that is a great comfort to anyone who is a believer. But I also want to say to you, if you have lost a loved one and you find that comfort to be a long-term comfort, but you're struggling in the interim, I really encourage you to connect with Jesus because he knows what that feeling is like. He's sat in that same space, that space between the loss and the victory. He sat in that space and he showed us in that space, it is okay to weep. He also tells us joy comes in the morning and we know that there is a joy to come. He shows us that not only in the case of Lazarus as an example of weeping, enduring for a moment and then joy to come, but also in this life, our sorrows are temporary because he has overcome everything. At the end of days, Jesus has overcome whatever it is you're going through, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's the loss of a dream, whether it's family issues, whether it's you know, parenting a difficult child, whatever you're struggling with right now, Jesus has overcome it. And it's okay to be conflicted with that. And I think that's really the message that we really want to hold on to is that, yes, we know that life is tough. And we know that Jesus overcame it. And we know that there is a day where everything will be restored. But there's also this space in the middle where Jesus showed us it is okay to grieve and it is okay to weep. And that does not mean that we are not believing in what God can do and that he will restore all things. So friend, I hope you, if you needed any any type of solace in that interim, I hope you find that helpful. That even though we know what God can do, yeah, we can't sit in grief forever, but it's okay to weep as Jesus wept. I pray, friend, that whatever it is you may be grieving, that go to John 11 and read this chapter and really connect with Jesus and his heart and know that he feels your pain. He is weeping with you. He knows that he is going to restore it and that this, whatever situation you are in, will eventually be used for his glory. Even if we may not see it on this side of heaven, he knows this. But he also, despite knowing this, will sit with us in our grief, weep with us, and acknowledge what we feel in our humanity because he's Jesus and he can do that. Come on, our chasers, be 
than anything that is in the world Greater is he who is living in me More powerful than anything that is in the world Greater is he who is living in me More powerful than anything that is in the world Nothing is stronger than king of all power